Welcome to NASA Edge, an inside and outside look at all things NASA. Today we're being joined by Chris Wohl, who's a researcher at NASA Langley Research Center who studies dust. Thanks for coming on the show today, Chris. Yeah, thanks for having me. Glad to be here. Years ago, we actually interviewed a colleague of yours, Carlos Calle, who was also working with this idea of dust mitigation. How are you involved with dust mitigation? Tell us a little bit about your work. Yeah, so it, the dust mitigation problem really has been embraced across the agency. Uh, I'm working with folks from uh, JPL all the way to uh, Glenn Research Center, Marshall, Kennedy Space Center. Um, what we're doing at Langley really is focused on uh, materials research, uh, passive mitigation strategies, and uh, we're collaborating with folks that are developing active mitigation strategies. Um, but effectively, uh, we're trying to integrate a lot of expertise across several fields to be able to address this learned dust problem um, in the best way possible. And I'm curious, how do you study a problem like dust, especially on the moon? Right. Yeah, so it, it, I always tell people, you know, you can't go to Lowe's and buy a lunar dust adhesion tester. You know, it's, it's not possible to do that. Um, but what we do is uh, we, we take the knowledge that we have, whether it be from Apollo missions, from other remote sensing missions, and integrate that into sort of our knowledge base on how the dust is going to interact with surfaces, how it's going to interact with instruments uh, once we return. And then we start to develop uh, technologies that we think are going to have a beneficial impact on not only enabling missions to succeed, but reducing the uh, risk associated with completing those missions. Um, so for materials, really it's all about properties at the surface. And so being able to change a surface such that it's going to have an intrinsic resistance to lunar dust adhesion is what we sort of use as the cornerstone of passive lunar dust mitigation materials research. So, so what are some examples of things that might be affected by lunar dust, especially considering the work we're going to do on the lunar surface? Yeah, so there's some really lunar dust is going to impact every facet of any surface operation. Uh, one of the, some of the really understandable things is uh, if you look at the visors on the Apollo astronauts, all of them were scratched. So you can think about applying that to a robotic mission, like we're planning to go down in and study a crater, you know, so our eyes are going to really be the cameras. And if those lenses get scratched, it's going to impair our ability to complete the mission. Another one is uh, radiators. So the lunar rovers during the Apollo missions weren't able to go as far because the radiators just got caked in dust. So if they have dust on them, they can't radiate the heat. The rovers were getting too hot and they had to stop uh, the mission short of their goals. It's, it's funny, I, I never really thought about all the data from Apollo actually being brought to bear on these new missions. Uh, it sounds like you're doing a lot of looking into that data. Uh, have you literally taken um, lessons learned from Apollo and applied them to what you're doing now? Yeah, it's, it's fascinating to think about what has so much uh, meaning to one person and has so little meaning to another. Um, and we're really trying to take that approach to get everything we can from what's already been done. And um, like I said, working across all these centers, um, LSII, which is the Lunar Surface Innovation Initiative, has really worked to, to reach into NASA and reach into the broader community and say, hey, what areas of expertise uh, do you have and 
how can we leverage that and bring that to bear on this problem of lunar dust? Um, it's one of several aspects that LSI is working on. Um, and so when you go back and look at what was done in Apollo, they have a lander that landed close to Surveyor 3 and they saw that the dust from the lander, which is over 500 feet away, had an adverse impact on Surveyor 3, both on the material itself. They saw pitting in the material, they saw caking of dust on surfaces. So that means that, okay, we need to develop materials that are gonna be able to withstand the speed of the dust. It also means that we're gonna need to develop materials that are gonna be able to get rid of that dust once it gets there. And we're gonna to need to think about how do we design our mission, the footprint that we put on the lunar surface to accommodate a lander coming in or accommodate a, a very high precision instrument that we put on that surface. So all of those things are important and we can take lessons that we've gotten from Apollo and from other um, glimpses at that lunar surface, at that lunar environment to, to um, build the best understanding we can before we actually get there. I'm wondering about the mission that you actually are gonna undertake to study dust. Uh, what is that mission? What, how, how, do you, how do you study dust on the lunar surface? Right, yeah, it's a, it's a challenge, right? We can't just go down the street and say, hey, this is a material we're developing. We think it's good, can you just test it for us? We're effectively gonna take a suitcase, if you wanna think of it that way, and we're gonna open that suitcase up on the lunar environment and get those materials that we have in that suitcase to interact with lunar dust. And we're gonna say, hey, what materials do well, what materials don't do well, and just to get a spot on that suitcase, we're already gonna have taken these things through a battery of ground-based tests because it's not uh, uh, straightforward to get something on the lunar surface. So we're gonna take the suitcase up there, open it up, expose it to dust, find out what worked well, and then take that to mission planners and say, hey, these are the materials we tested. These are the things that we think uh, should be included in your future mission planning activities. You mentioned earlier, like passive and active testing. So this, this would be an example of passive testing. What are some active strategies that you're using for dust mitigation studies? Yeah, so the, the big differentiator is the input of external energy. So in a passive system, there's no input from external sources. So it's this is a property that's intrinsic to the material. So when we talk about passive mitigation strategies, we're talking about materials that have an inherent resistance to adhesion. Um, so that can be done by surface chemical, surface topographical, surface mechanical property modification. When you talk about active strategies, now what we're doing is we're putting in external energy. Um, and some of the primary ways that we've looked at that are mechanical agitation, shaking a surface, or inputting electrical fields and actually causing the dust that's on your surface to be electrostatically repelled from the surface. And so NASA has embraced a broad range of active technologies. Tell you, I, you know, I'm always amazed that you can find out so much information about something like dust at NASA. This is crazy, but it sounds like really exciting work. Thanks so much for being on the show today, Chris. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks a lot for having me. Happy to talk to you. You're watching NASA Edge, an inside and outside look at all things NASA. Thank <laughs> you.